not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit what's up activators thank you all for tuning in to episode five the title of this episode is one with the earth and you'll find out why in a second um thank you to everyone who has already been an activator who has listened to some of the episodes I've done. And thank you to anyone who is new. Welcome to the Activated by Faith podcast, where faith meets fitness, health, and wellness. I am your host, M the CEO, and I have a special guest here with me um, today. So I'm just going to jump right into the health and wellness highlight, and it is Good Part & Co. It is actually a healthy lifestyle brand and plant-based juice bar that was founded by Quintel Harkham. He takes a holistic um, look at health and how it impacts everything in our lives. He became a holistic nutritionist in 2018 and promotes a plant-based diet. He introduced cold pressed juice through the Good Part & Co. brand as a way to offer healthier food options to his family and friends. Um, and with Good Part & Co., he believes he can, one, show people how cool and convenient it is to adopt a plant-based lifestyle, and two, help um, people improve, heal, and optimize their lives with plant-based foods. So that is our health and wellness highlight for today, and that is also um, our special guest that we have with us today. So how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. No problem. So I'm going to just jump right into the check-in. Um, okay. So I already gave, you know, a brief overview of who you are, your business, and why you started it. But can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Sure. Um, I'm born and raised in Baltimore. I graduated from Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, first HBCU. So pretty proud of that. Um, yeah, so after college, I graduated with a bachelor's in philosophy. It has nothing to do with anything except for how I approach the world. It has nothing to do with career-wise or how I've ever made money from co after college. Cause then I didn't know much about getting a job um, or what a philosophy degree would get me as far as a career. Uh, so yeah, I was just trying to find my way. And then like me and my buddy started a promotional business uh, promo company doing like events and nightlife stuff in 2004. So I graduated in 03, we started that in 2004. Mm -hmm. Did that for like six years. And that's where I got a lot of my background in design and promotions and marketing and branding. So worked in a bunch of clubs, doing a bunch of events. It was pretty fun. After that closed down in 2010, I had already started doing design for fashion specifically. So mm -hmm. I got some more training in graphic design for fashion. And when I started a little clothing line, after that, I started a different business, started a couple of businesses, but I kept going with the events and did like more of like a creative consultancy, but we just like kind of were doing a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And I really couldn't get my my grounding. And during that time, I kind of felt I was getting a lot of response from people in my Instagram, uh, in my, not Instagram, actually it was, what was it then? Oh, Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So people, uh, people be like, yo, I need to send me some recipes or, you know, that look good, stuff like that. And I was just using the Nutribullet. I didn't even have a juice machine or any of that. <laughs> kind of stuff. So I was like, this could be a business opportunity here. You know, I'm trying to sell these t-shirts for my clothing line and stuff, but people keep responding to me about uh, this whole, um, these recipes. So I went plant-based in 2011. So this November will be 10 years of eating a, a plant-based diet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, did I say 11 or 10? 10 years, this is 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, that happened. I kind of closed down the clothing line, ended the creative, nightlife consultancy business situation. And I had a lot of spare time because I broke my foot, well, I had foot surgery rather. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go head on with this juice business and research it and see how it works. And I took all of the information I had, all the skills I had from design, from branding and marketing, and said, I'm just gonna promote what I do naturally. I've been doing it every day for the last, you know, seven, eight years up until that point. And so I said, I'm just gonna 
do this, try to help people who've been asking me a lot of questions, help my family, help my friends. And so I just started having pop-up shops, like literally in my house, in my living room. Mm -hmm. Design merch, made t-shirts around it because everybody, a few people already knew me um, a lot from doing the clothing line and stuff like that. And then people knew me from the nightlife thing. So I was like, all right, we just gonna come hang out. And like, I'm gonna put the same energy and effort and the look around the whole party thing, around this this health thing. And mm. just juice and sell, instead of selling, you know, shots of Hennessy, we just gonna sell ginger shots or we gonna sell, you know, this green juice over here. And so that's mm -hmm. what we kind of did. And that was like proof of concept. And so that kind of showed that this thing had legs. And then I just did more research and figured out what I could do to get my own storefront so I could sell more juice and actually make a business of it. So that was the abbreviated version. But okay. Me back anyway, I can, so it's not a problem. Okay, so you started doing business, party promo, and then you kind of took all of the skills that you developed from those experiences. And then you, because people were asking about the different recipes that you were posting, that's how you ended up here with your juice business. Yep, yep. So yep. what made you kind of create a brand? Um, I know you talked about that you were plant-based for so long, but what made you want to create a brand that was going to focus on improving the health of the community rather than some other brand, like rather than continuing to go with um, the party promotion, the fashion business? What made you want to do? So that's a good question. With, with, the, with the, the nightlife and the party promotion thing, I said, if I wasn't managing a club by 30, I wasn't going to do it anymore. When mm -hmm. I got to 30, we had just closed down like our promotion thing. And I didn't really feel like doing it, but I still liked the events. But what I realized was as I got older, this lifestyle is not sustainable for me because mm -hmm. I live a plant-based lifestyle. So I still I still may have drinks, but my body, my body responds to it different because you know I eat clean, I'm eating clean most of the time. So I didn't really feel good about it. And okay. um doing business, I know that I I can't be up at two o'clock in the morning and I got to wake up at six to do other business. So that this nightlife thing, not going to work. The fashion thing was difficult for me to manage because I didn't have any other help and I didn't understand the ins and outs as much as just the design and technical part. I knew that well, but for branding or for, for promotion and stuff, it's just kind of difficult. I wasn't really getting the traction that I wanted. I wasn't really seeing any results. So, um, so that was just a learning experience, but um, I did feel feel more fulfilled helping other people mm -hmm. uh, with, with, with what they need to help with, which was um, food and diet and, and nutrition and health. And just because I study business all the time, I'm always studying brands. I have my favorite brands and, and always seeing how brands enter the market, who their niche, who their target audience is, all that type of stuff. I did realize that, um, you know, people will relate it's different in a black man in nutrition, not in fitness. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had space to do something that most people don't see happening. Yep. And so that's why I said, I'm just going to really tackle this thing uh, and embrace all of it, kind of like being the face of it. It was unfamiliar to me, but, and sometimes uncomfortable, but I just embraced it. So that's what really made me do it. Cause I liked helping the people. And I also saw a space for me to create a, a new lane that was natural for me. So. I like how you said that the life about, you know, party promoting wasn't sustainable for you. Cause I know with our generation, like we love day parties, brunch, mm -hmm. going out and drinking all of that stuff. And then going to sleep at two o'clock, waking up at eight and it's really not sustainable. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because that's not a life that we can always live. Like that's not something that's going to benefit us as we get older, the older you get, the harder it is to get those yeah. pounds off and, be healthy. So I'm glad that you really pointed that out. So I think when people hear that, they're going to be like, oh, I can't keep, you know, going to before you every weekend yeah. and yeah. be healthy and be snatched. So I'm glad you pointed that out. On your website, um, you talk about how, you know, what made you pursue a plant-based lifestyle. Can you kind of talk about your journey and what made you decide to go plant-based? I know you talked about it a little bit already. So with my journey, it's very uncanny because it was just, it felt natural. Like it seems... I don't know, a little bit out of here. Like it was no real health thing that made me do it. I don't have mm -hmm. one of those really cool transformation stories. I've been about that life. Like it just seemed regular to me. Like I didn't, I wasn't raised eating a lot of meat. My mom hardly ever cooked red meat. So it was very easy for me to phase that out of my diet. Going to Lincoln, a lot of people from Lincoln are from Philly. And then in Philly, there are a lot of Muslims. So being around them all the time, I was quickly, I phased pork out my diet. So when mm -hmm. I come back home now, I'm really only eating poultry and fish and burgers here and then once i decided i'm giving up uh red meat 
I was like, all right, cool. So I'm cool with, with what I have. But then Russell Simmons, he put out um, he put out a book on meditation that I bought. I follow Russell Simmons because we're the same sign and Def Jam. I grew up in hip hop, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And he had he also was um, had a book. He has a book on becoming vegan, and it, it attacks it from more from a um, ethical and moral standpoint. But I was already kind of on that that path, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going forward this is in 2011 and my girlfriend and i you know she always had challenges eating things because she just thought it was just disgusting to see uh animals get killed, <laughs> stuff like that mm-hmm. so and she she never knew what to eat so i was like you know i'm gonna do this with you and we can just figure out what to eat together and i kind of wanted to do it and this is why i say it doesn't seem realistic or it's a little out there when i was 25 i decided i'm going to be vegan at 30 or you know eat i'm not eating meat anymore at 30. i decided i told some of my friends it sounds unrealistic but if you go ask my friends they'll tell you he did say that so mm-hmm. that was a part of the whole night like i was like if i'm not i need to be managing by 30. if i'm not i ain't doing this stuff no more also by 30 i'm changing over to a plant-based diet so that was that um and uh yeah so that was really it but what i have learned like just going through therapy and stuff like that my dad passed away and um, when he passed away, he had a heart attack from high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. At the time, I wasn't uh, plant-based at that time. But when I think back, I think subconsciously it did have, it did impact me on how I approached my health because I was already like into sports and physical fitness and stuff like that. And when that happened, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just keep leaning into this healthier side. So something like that doesn't ha- happen to me. Mm-hmm. That so makes that's, sense. That's kind of my whole story there. Yeah, that's that makes sense because in our community, as you already know, a lot of these diseases are super prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna kind of switch the questions around a little bit. Um, what are some myths that you may have heard about being completely plant based? Well, the first one is everybody asks where you where you're gonna get your protein. Mm-hmm. And I just find it funny because immediately I just go and I started reading about it because I now I have to I do have to find all sources of nutrition and there's a super duper small percentage of anybody in the Western world that is dying from protein deficiency. You know, even our less fortunate counterparts who, you know, homeless or displaced, you know, they are still alive. They may be malnourished, but they are not starving from lack of protein. Americans just have this big fixation on protein. So some of the myths is that you're not getting enough protein. And I'm like, bruh, all the vegans you see are fine. All the plant-based people you see are fine. Mm-hmm. So. There's a thing about that. Um, people tend to relate plant-based or vegan diets to uh, more holistic, natural people. So like, yo, you're gonna start, you're gonna start smelling. You, you don't wear deodorant no more. You stink. <laughs> <laughs> so they say stuff like that all the time. Um, yeah, and it's like you just eat salad all the time. But now we know we got the internet, we got TikTok and Instagram. We get to see all of these great recipes. So people mm-hmm. think the diet is just restricted really you just open your diet up to a whole bunch of other things uh, mm-hmm. so that's 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 the biggest it's not necessarily a myth but it's a point of view that people think you have to restrict yourself because you don't eat meat when really the approach is you're allowing yourself to explore and eat and experience all these other things so mm-hmm. those are the main things i hear protein your diet is boring you stink i don't stink but that's that they just throw it on you so for these people who believe in these myths that you don't get enough protein, because that's something that I heard before, or mm-hmm. that you are, you know, restricting yourself, can you kind of, how would you persuade them to go plant-based? Like what exactly are some of the health benefits of a diet that is completely plant, um, um, plant-based and how does it help our bodies heal? Well, for the first part of that question, how would I persuade them? I only try to encourage people who show interest. If they're mm-hmm. the kind of people who scrutinize that, I don't even worry about it. I don't care if they're a customer, a good part in company. Um, I don't care if we have, I'm nice towards them, but I never spend my time because that person isn't my customer. Um, and there's no point in trying to convert them when I can just give more to the people who are into it. Um, but as far as like the health benefits, it's a lot of health benefits. All of the things that we don't think is going wrong, mostly chronic illness. So all heart disease, which is the number one killer in the world, um, it can come from age, but for most people, it comes from a poor diet because these things add up over time, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes. Um, uh, when you have 
culinary problems with your heart, uh, atherosclerosis, mm -hmm. right? When you have fat clogged up in, in your veins and arteries and stuff like that. So all of those things, even different types of cancers, you're more prone to getting certain types of cancer because you have more weight and that weight typically comes from excess fat. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that, just having LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, that is like the number one thing is going to keep your cholesterol down, your blood pressure down, your blood can flow pro properly through your body. A lot of people, we don't have a lot of information on how the body works all together, like all the systems. So having oxygen in your body is what, what you need in your blood. The blood takes all of the oxygen to all the different organs, but mm -hmm. if you have too much fat, the blood can't flow as fast as it should be to all those organs. Now those organs are just reacting slower or they're working harder. So we don't really want that. So that's the biggest thing. I try to relate it to something that they would know about, which is how they move, how they feel, or related mm -hmm. to a family member that they know who has diabetes or high blood pressure and things like that. So for people who are interested and need some information about like health things, I tend to talk about heart disease and diabetes because that's the thing that most people um, come in contact with in their life. Mm -hmm. And how exactly does it help? I know you kind of talk about like the different systems in the body, but how does it help our body heal? Like so physically, healing, mentally, yes. All right, so, so physically, it helps your body heal in multiple ways. The first, one of the biggest impacts is eating a plant-based diet. It not only changed like your taste palate, but it's changing your digestive system. So you get more nutrients, but your body also doesn't have to work so hard to digest food, particularly mm -hmm. meat, right? So you it, you it takes four to six hours to really digest meat for the past of your system, maybe 12 to 16 hours, right? So it takes less time. In that time, you get the nutrients to all of your cells, your blood, your organs faster, and now it can remedy whatever is wrong. So now it has those systems working faster and getting your body back to a place of a better homeostasis. Homeostasis can change for everybody. That's like the point where your body is just balanced. Mm -hmm. So it heals in that way just by allowing your body to function properly without having to do too much work to pump blood through your body or too much work to filter toxins from something bad that we ate or drink or too much work for your stomach and, and um, intestines to digest meat. So that's one way. Another way is specific um, naturopathic remedies like drinking tea to help with maybe your lungs, your blood pressure. So those are some of the things where it's like direct, it's almost like a prescription. Mm -hmm. So it's directly healing like, uh, chamomile or some peppermint tea or turmeric how it helps with inflammation and joints and stuff like that so depending on what you're eating there are specific health benefits based on what some of those ingredients are but overall for overall health and wellness it helps your body that your body is digesting better and you're getting more nutrients so it's healing now you can your body is able to respond better to whatever it is you needed to do and how does that affect our mental health um, so that's, that gets deep. So it's, it's a lot to that. For one, mm -hmm. there's actually a relationship between our gut and our brain. So our gut has its own nervous system. So you know how you get that gut feeling? Mm -hmm. that, those are real live nerves. You get butterflies in your stomach. It's a whole mm -hmm. separate nervous system in our gut. It talks to our brain through um, our spine. Uh, I forget the name of it because I'm not a doctor, but I had, I had to study it. So... When those things, when all those nerves are firing off, you know, it's in your gut. So if you're eating bad and it's sending certain signals to your brain, you're not thinking properly. Mm -hmm. uh, if you overeat, you get lethargic, you literally can't move well, and you're not thinking fast either because all of the blood that would go to your brain, you have to use to digest food. That affects your mental health because you think you're tired. Mm -hmm. you, associate with, you associate that with being maybe fatigued, maybe laziness. And that's where you kind of like, it's a... a a cycle of you thinking that you're one way when you aren't. Mm -hmm. um, there are other foods that actually uh, can help improve mental health, celery, broccoli, and most of it has to do because those things help with blood flow. And if you have clean, fresh oxygen going to your brain, you can think and feel better. Uh, there are psychological things around it where just knowing that you're eating healthier makes you feel better about yourself. Yes. It changes your confidence and how you approach the world. And you hardly ever meet super aggressive vegetarians 
or vegan <laughs> or plant-based people. It's just, eventually you start to just carry that, that certain type of energy. It's very hard to explain. I'm not a psychologist, but I know I see it and I have read about it. I can't speak for all the spiritual impact about it, but all I know is if you're not eating aggressive animals, you, you are what you eat. So if you're not eating all of that type of stuff, then you may not behave in that way too. No, I can feel that because when, um, every time July comes around, it's like my birthday and all these different mm -hmm. events and I just start eating terribly. And for like <laughs> the last week or so, I've just been so tired, but then I was like, so tired that I didn't have the energy to make anything healthy. But then it was like, I don't have energy because I'm eating trash. So mm -hmm. after I started eating a little better, um, you do feel better. You do feel more confident. You do feel better because you're making better decisions when it comes to your eating. And then your body, of course, starts to um, feel better as well. So I'm in that process. So I'm trying to like kind of detox and get back to normal. But what we eat really does affect us mentally and vice versa. Like how we are mentally will affect the, um, the food choices that we make. So that's important to keep in mind as Another well. Is, let me jump in real quick. So I don't know the name of the doctors who study hormones, I forget the technical name for them, but there is, so the relationship with like how we think, sometimes you can act your way into feeling better than you can feel your way into acting. So mm -hmm. if you're eating a certain diet, if you make yourself eat healthy snacks, you not only, or food, if you not only feel better about what you ate, but the things you actually ate are good for how you feel and think. You follow mm -hmm. what I'm saying, right? As opposed to you just, I want to feel better. You don't just feel better because you say you want to feel better. You do things to make yourself feel better. That's another mm -hmm. relationship between mental health and eating a particular diet, right? Even if you do eat meat, if you know you're not eating wild portions or a bunch of deep fried stuff, you know you're doing the better thing for yourself. That makes sense. So basically, not just thinking like, oh, I want to be healthy, but taking the action steps so that you can actually become yeah. what you're thinking to become. Yep. And then and some of those foods that you actually eat impact, for example, like maca, it's not something that we eat often, but it affects, um, it helps with our hormones, helps balance our hormones. And if your hormones, so your hormones are giving your body instructions to do certain things. Some of those instructions have to do with chemicals, they all have to do with chemicals. And some of those chemicals actually impact our mood, cortisol, mm -hmm. serotonin. So depending on what we eat is boosting or decreasing certain hormones in our body. So there is an actual physiological uh, connection between what we actually eat, how it's digested and how our body receives it and produces a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes, well, a lot of times we don't really think about that. We're thinking about instant gratification, like, oh, I want yep. these egg rolls or, oh, I want this. I'm going to feel good. And then I know for me, after I eat it, I'll be like, dang, I shouldn't have I do I the same thing. We all do. I, we all do the same thing. We all do. We, mm -hmm. had a, we just need a treat, man. So we treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for our good. community specifically, why mm -hmm. would you encourage people to um, pursue a plant-based diet? Just thinking about all of the diseases that are prevalent, thinking about all of the foods that we love to enjoy. Why would you encourage a more plant-based diet? Um, so that we don't, uh, so that we don't get the same diseases that kill our elders, our ancestors, our parents, our grandparents, our aunts and uncles. Um, when we look back, if it's not some kind of tragic death, it's typically a chronic disease. They had some mm -hmm. type of heart, heart disease, heart attacks, stroke, and all those things are preventable. And we don't know, right? We don't have, we don't always get the education on it in our community specifically. We don't yeah. get the education on it. So I'm here to share that. And then I'm here to actually share the resources whether you buying it from Good Part and Company or not, you can still go somewhere and eat better and do better, you know, for your body. So that's one thing. Another thing is, like I say um, on the website, that I believe, and I'm a testament to a plant-based diet helping our bodies uh, functionally work in an optimal way. Mm -hmm. So the less inflammation we have, we don't have to complain about, man, them steps wore me out. Or uh, it's getting tougher to get up away from this desk when you get 40, boy, I'm telling you. Like, mm -hmm. you don't really go through all that. Now, we still go through pains. We recover slower just through age or whatever. But you tend to have less just growing, like, pains from age, right? That's one thing. And then another thing, uh, it depends on what you believe, but there's a thing, a term called ancestral eating, 
when you eat closer to how your ancestors ate, that's, those are the foods that sustain them for the longest and it's in our DNA, so it's not too far removed. So we would think, we think in terms of our ancestors being our grandmother, great grandmother, we're like, oh, they ate pork chops, they ate chitlins and hog mugs and stuff. They ate what was given to them. Yes. I'm talking about ancestors from wherever you may be from, what in our case, it may be Africa and some other people's case, it may be the West Indies. They eat most of their food from the earth. They don't even, they eat meat for sure, but most is, it was uh, raised naturally, right? It's a bit more organic and they eat a lot more stuff straight from the earth. And they mm -hmm. eat things that were uh, local to wherever they lived. And so that actually fed their DNA in a certain way. And that typically is revolved around a plant-based diet. So if you have any African friends or associates, you notice they still eat maybe like a lot of yams and stuff like that in their diet, because that's mm -hmm. what they have a lot of in Africa. So ancestral eating really helps us. It helps you express your genes better. It helps your body uh, respond the way that your genes feel you should be responding to certain types of things. So that's just another, that's a deeper level. But I think all those things impact our community. So that's why you know, I would encourage people to roll with a plant-based diet. And you so always want to feel better. I, I feel like you're always going to feel better. Even people who don't uh, do it often, when they do, they always feel better after they eat. That's what I was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Like for those who may not want to go completely plant-based, um, would you recommend maybe doing it for like a few months at a time, a few weeks at a time, or you think that they should just completely be plant-based? Okay. So, so I am uh, certified as a holistic nutritionist, meaning like if somebody comes to me for nutritional counseling, you're going to get a whole meal plan based around plant-based food. Okay. So you go see somebody else if you want something else. Now I'm flexible, you know, I'm not, I'm not a vegan Nazi or anything, not like, you know, I have to be explicit, but you know, so I'll put some chicken or something on there. But um, I typically tell people, I ask them why they want to do it. Now I can get a gauge for where I'm going to give like leeway. Personally, I don't think you should do anything halfway, at least do it all the way for a week and figure out if it can work or for a month or something like that. But mm -hmm. if you say you want to transition into it, then I'm giving you the easy, the easy way. So the, the thing I recommend first is just eat one meal a day without meat, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, just decide on one meal a day. Don't do it just for three days, just one meal a day. It's easier to track that way because you will look up and realize you didn't have meat for one one meal and it didn't bother you. So you just try it for the next meal. Mm -hmm. You do it the very next day as opposed to saying, I'm going to just go plant-based for three days and see how I feel. You're not really going to get any results. So if you're transitioning and then that way you can make it easier on yourself, you know, you give yourself grace and you don't have to be so strict about it. But if you know that's what you want to do, then you don't have to have step. You're going to get you're going to get the results that you're going to get by just doing it all the way. Um, mm -hmm. I always recommend doing research, getting a cookbook, hitting up uh, Pinterest or something like that to get recipes. But, you know, I know that everybody is not at the same place when it comes to like making that change to a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one thing I have learned um, is, oh shoot, I, I got the stats in, in front of me, but I won't go through all that. But, uh, when I was doing my IG lives, is a higher percentage of people who just try plant-based meals now today, like currently, than ever before. So okay. people, people are always swinging past the vegan spot, trying to dish real quick, see what it's like, or they might they might buy a Beyond Burger. I'm not saying that they're good or bad, but at least people are trying, you know, more <laughs> plant-based options. So uh, yeah, people are really um, a lot more receptive to it now than they were before. So yeah, I agree. So for people who, you know, start a plant-based diet, whether it's for a week, one meal out the day, how would you encourage them to kind of keep up the momentum? Because I know one concern that I personally have is like, okay, am I going to run out of food options? I know there are a lot of different recipes out there, but some of them I kind of side eye a little bit. So how do you encourage people to kind of keep it going, try new things or how to find what works best for them? That's why, I always start, that's why I always start with why, like, why are you making this change? So if you, if you, people tend to identify with who they say they are, if you say that you're doing it for this reason, you don't want to think of yourself as a liar. So you're going to start there. So it's kind mm -hmm. of a mind game. Why are you doing it? So you're doing this to lose weight. That's cool. Are you doing it for health reasons? That's cool. Are you doing it? Cause it's on trend. 
you're less likely to stick stick with it. Now, if you are doing it for what you feel is a legit reason, but you fall off, it's most likely due to lack of information or resources. So don't feel bad. I, I typically tell people to just like, I track a lot of stuff and a lot of people are not used to making lists, writing things down. So give yourself some credit, man. Put a check mark on your calendar every day you have one plant-based meal. Mm-hmm. You're going to look up and see that you have more wins than losses and that way you won't feel so bad. Right. If you do fall off one day and you have all plant based meals, I mean, all meals without without anything other than plant based. Right. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, normally we'll be like, oh, man, damn, I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? I I had steak. I had bacon. I had burgers all day long. But if you look at your calendar and you see the the progress you made from two weeks ago to the day, you Mm -hmm. only had, you know, one day you fell off compared to the last 13 days. Mm -hmm. That's you know, so typically I help people encourage themselves by tracking what they do. Now, as far as running out of meals, you may not have ran out of meals as much as you ran out of time to prepare those meals or time to go and buy what you wanted from, you know, the place that makes some vegan dish that you want. So that's normally what happens. That happens to me myself. I typically just eat. Uh, I don't eat. I'm not a foodie. Right, so I'm just eating to, to live sometimes. So I just eat salad all the time. It's easy to make, it's fast. I don't have no complaints, right? But everybody mm-hmm. don't eat that way. So a lot of times it's because we ran out of time for food prep, because you do have to do a lot of food prep when you do a plant-based diet, just because you don't have, you can't go any and everywhere and get some good plant-based meal. Yeah, that's true. I totally, I totally understand that. So I don't think, I, I understand when people kind of fall off, but I say the way that I keep them in carriage is to tell them to track what they do so they can feel good about where they came from versus where they think they're going. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to stay connected. And if you have time to do food prep, do food prep. Yeah, because it it, it eliminates the time for you to be like, to kind of think, oh, maybe I should do this and eat something that's not, you know, in your meal prep. So that's why it's important. So in addition to like meal prepping and tracking your food, are there any resources um, available that you would recommend for people that are, are plant-based or want to go plant-based that maybe you used or that you know of besides, you know, of course, your business? Um, so, of course, there's Pinterest for recipes and things like that. Mm-hmm. I always suggest going to Pinterest for recipes. Same. <laughs> yeah, Pinterest, YouTube. YouTube is a great resource. Um, you know, there's, there are a lot of cookbooks and you know it depends on what kind of what kind of food you you're used to eating and like i said again why why you're doing it so as far as resources you can just pinterest youtube cookbooks right and then the best resource is your friend that's plant-based find a friend find an associate find a facebook group or something of people Mm -hmm. who share the same mindset because that'll keep you engaged it'll keep you encouraged It'll keep you learning. And that's always a good thing, right? As long as you tapped in somewhere where you don't feel, where you feel welcome and, 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 under, and understood and seen, that's a good place to be. So find a Facebook group, follow some vegetarian or vegan and plant-based pages, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the, some food influencers and stuff like that, the vegan restaurants. It doesn't even matter if it's in your city. I feel like that's like, that's a resource that we overlook, right? It's in our pocket. We on our, we on our phone all the time. And we never think of it as that type of resource. So you mm-hmm. just kind of, you train that thing to tell you what you want to see, you know? So I think that's a good resource. Um, shameless plug. I am doing a workshop pretty soon on how to transition to a plant-based diet. So I'll Ooh, be nice. a different resource other than just good. It'll be held at Good Part and Company, like at our shop but it's going to be more around the lifestyle and how to make the transition. It's not just about like buying juice and buying smoothies and things like that. So, but if you can find those kind of resources somewhere else, you know, if you have listeners who aren't in Baltimore or something like that, then, you know, you want to check that out, but just find those things online um, that'll keep you connected to that kind of lifestyle. That's facts. That's good that you're doing that. I'm actually going to put um, like your Instagram information in the episode notes so that people can follow you and, go to your business if they want to transition or even if they just want to learn about going plant-based they'll be able to um, attend your workshop yeah oh the medical medium i give them a a big shout out medical medium have you ever heard of it before no Mm -mm. um it's a a a guy named anthony williams and he has uh, this series of books 
on how plant how how to heal from plant based diet. He got a whole book on celery, a whole book on detoxing the liver. So you learn more about like the functions of food and how it helps your body. And I think everybody wants to be as healthy as they can. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be Superman or Superwoman, but you just want to be healthy. I feel like his all his books. Like we carry the we keep those books in our shop as a resource for people to read. But I also tell people to just buy your own, either from their website or on uh, Amazon. And if okay. if you feel, I won't say if you feel uninspired, but if you just feel like you need to know something, you just look in those books and you're about to see all this information. It's pretty like cut and dry, easy to read, really, okay. help, really helpful. It's not about recipes or any of that. It's really about the, the technical things. But some of that stuff will put you on your toes like, word. So all I got to do is drink a little celery juice and or a little ginger and my stomach won't hurt so much or it might relieve some headaches and you'll start to learn a lot more about how your body is actually responding to the food you eat i think like that's a really great resource it's called medical medium okay i'll put that in the notes too i'm glad you you talked about that because i feel like a lot of times i'm like i want to know how certain fruits and vegetables and foods affect my body and of course i can google it but i'm like i don't know if this is credible like where are y'all getting that information so those books might be something that I want to take a look at just so I can have an idea of how things affect my body. Cause I feel like when we know how something affects us, we're more likely to be like, okay, well maybe I need to consume more of this or maybe I need to consume less of that um, as well. Can I say something about that? So as mm-hmm. I was studying and it's like, uh, it's not personal on my end, but so my girlfriend from back when we're not together anymore, we're still buddies, but um, back when we first transitioned, um, she was having PMS symptoms. And we were together, she was sitting on the couch and she was just in a horrible mood. And I was just like, hey, yo, take this dark chocolate. And sure enough, within like 10 minutes, she just felt better. She, she just wasn't, so, the, exactly. But you know, everybody doesn't know that. And you know, dark chocolate is like a more, uh, well, not concentrated, but it's like a raw form of chocolate. So mm-hmm. everybody don't know that's tapped into the cacao plant. Like that's just, that's a plant-based thing. And knowing what foods do what, you can instantly start to you know, feel benefits and things like see the changes. So that was one example of knowing about what, what plant-based foods do what for your body. So I feel like that was a good story. That's good too, because I know when I get like that, bananas are my go-to because they help as well. So that's, a, yeah. that's definitely a good example. So on your um, plant-based journey, what have been like the most drastic changes that you've seen either physically, mentally, um, since you've been on your pl- um, plant-based journey? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know as much about physically because, I mean, it could be a big physical thing. I, I just, I don't, I'm not a big guy. So I don't, my, my body weight hasn't fluctuated a lot over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for that. Uh, but mentally, I can say, I'm a bit more up for the challenge for anything, right? I'm confident enough because I know, I know what my diet is and I had the discipline to stick to it. And when you start to gain discipline, you just feel better. You know who you are. You can stand on it. You're not um, so willing to, to waver when certain things mm-hmm. come up. I don't, I don't fold the peer pressure about certain types of things. So mentally I'm a bit more confident. Uh, and I would say I can feel the difference, like just being a bit sharper uh like having to do a lot of work on computers and stuff like that a lot of i use a lot of brain power in my day just to get certain stuff done mm-hmm. um, and i still go do like physical activities i will say that though physically i have had less soreness than before now it's been 10 years so that's quite a while but when i started out here's a difference when i started out i didn't know as much so i didn't know what things to take to recover from working out so i okay. used to lift weights um, I run a lot more and I do like total body stuff. So it's not so much like weights, like bearing against my bones and joints or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, yo, why all these, uh, muscle bound guys on TV, they be all, you know what I'm saying? They got all these muscles. I'm trying to get up like that. <laughs> what are they doing? They was using like supplements and not like steroids, but they have like plant-based supplements and they were eating more food. Mm-hmm. I ain't know. I'm like, yo, maybe I should just be eating more food. And then they have things like BCAAs, like amino, a certain amino acids, that's plant-based, mm-hmm. that's things I should be taking to recover. So you do, I do, I did learn over time how to treat my body um, as a, like a, a, a fitness enthusiast, you know, as mm-hmm. a plant-based fitness enthusiast. So that's part of the transition. That's one thing I can say physically, I learned how to help my body 
recover better. Um, but I do have more energy on a plant-based diet because I played high school basketball and then all through college. I ain't played in for my school, but I played a lot. So I would feel a lot more, um, I would feel tired more when I played then. Like now when I recover, I can bounce back. I don't have to really wait as much. So mm -hmm. that is one physical thing. But I think the mental thing is the biggest. And also, like I said before, you never really meet like overly aggressive vegans and stuff like that. <laughs> you begin to gain a lot more empathy for the world around you. Even if you're not like, I, there's a distinction between eating plant-based and being vegan. Vegan is moral and ethical decision not to use or eat anything, any animal products, right? But because you eat plant-based, the branding, the people that you're around, your network, of the, the associates, the people that, where you shop, a lot of those people are, are vegan. So your circle or at least your immediate circle, immediate network, right? When you go outside into these places, you're around that. And you're definitely way more conscious of like labels. And now you look on the back and it's like, you know, no animals are harmed on this and it's recyclable. Mm -hmm. And you just become way more environmentally conscious. You know, uh, you may not join PETA or anything, but you definitely become more empathetic to animals, to trees and plants, to other people around you. You just you have more patience because you now you got to have patience with yourself so you can cook and that mm -hmm. trickles over into the rest of your <laughs> life. You just learn more patience. You can move a little bit slower. And this happens over time. It's not going to happen in a week. You know, I might be 10 years in, but I can definitely say somebody who I know some people who may be like one to three years in, I can see how their life has slowed down. They not, they're not as hot headed. Mm -hmm. They a bit more chill, you know, they still might slap somebody if they have to, because that's just what their background is. But <laughs> you just become more empathetic because you know people are like, they have other things going on in their life. So becoming more empathetic is a part of the biggest mental change that I had. I'm not a high head or anything, but I'm definitely far more considerate of everything that's going on around me. Like, I know I want an electric car. I was just looking online at the Tesla solar panels because I know one day I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna have Tesla solar panels on my house. So you're just thinking more about the environment people around you the animals and all that stuff it sounds so peaceful i'm just like dang i need to start i need to it's real i'm trying listen i'm trying to like it's really real it's real, like you i'm about to give you a prime example have you noticed not just from the pandemic but the uptick in black men who are into plants or have plants in their apartment and stuff like that like that kind of behavior people paying attention to that type of stuff because black people are 30% more likely to adopt a plant-based or vegan diet than like our white counterparts. And okay. that type of stuff come along with it. Like, well, I'm just going to buy this plant over here too. Now you mm -hmm. turn around, you know what I'm saying? Your boyfriend or your uncle or somebody, he got a little plant. What the hell are you doing with this plant? Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? It comes along with it, you know, because say you, you shop in Whole Foods, they sell plants right there. Or now you're shopping at the farmer's market. You buying greens right here and they got plants right there. It just kind of comes along with it. So mm -hmm. it, it's peaceful. You know, plants definitely make things more peaceful, man. It's giving peaceful vibes. I'm like, dang, I need to be plant-based. But when I've tried <laughs> to do it, I've done it for like... All right, let me ask you a question. So aside from... What do you think is your biggest challenge other than not being able to make all the food you want? Uh, Just sticking to the nutrition part. Just in okay. general. Like, and staying, eating clean. But also, like, the variety of plant-based foods. I think after, like, two weeks, I'm like, all right, I'm tired of eating, like, fish. Like, here and there, I'm tired of eating the same chickpeas. I think that was that's the struggle. Like, if I had a variety of different meals that I could cook with different plants and different fruits, vegetables, and all that stuff, then I would be more likely to adhere to it. Over time, I say, I'll say this. Over time, the more you do it, the easier it'll get you'll start mm -hmm. to find like different recipes, different seasonings. I got hella seasons in my uh, in my cabinet over here, just because you do want things to taste different. Um, going to different restaurants, you will start to see they have more plant-based options. And it's cultural yeah. too. Some cultures eat more plant-based options than we do. So I just go over there and steal all of the dishes from uh, from Indian dishes, from mm -hmm. a lot of Itaio, from you know, Jamaican restaurants. Uh, Japanese dishes and stuff like that. And then I just put my own spin on it. So, you know, you kind of have, to, you do, there are, you do get caught up eating the same thing often, but the longer you do it, um, the better you'll get at finding different options to eat. And, you know, you can check out, like I have one book called Afro Vegan. Um, that's a, that's a decent cookbook. And then there's another, okay. 
but there's another one called it's really funny hold on real quick i'm about to tell you um did i let somebody borrow this book actually i hope not oh yeah it's called thug kitchen okay so <laughs> you buy thug kitchen is a lot more like casual fast foods that we would eat but it's the vegan version and it's funny because like they wrote the book like they're just talking to their friends so it's like a bunch of curse words and stuff in it you be like I'm i might need it who made this? They have a Thug Kitchen and then they have a Thug Kitchen for just like small bites and appetizers or something like that. So Thug Kitchen is really a good one. I like their recipes a lot. Did you get it from so, Amazon? Yeah, I got both. I got Thug Kitchen and Afro-Vegan Afro on um, Amazon. Okay. So um, it helps also if you have anybody, you know, around you that that eats the same way too. So mm -hmm. sometimes the, it is isolating. That's, that's one of the biggest challenges I've had is isolating because you don't you know what you want to eat or what you do eat and you can't go everywhere because they don't sell they don't make what you want so mm -hmm. i'm not going to as many dinner parties or cookouts and you know unless i take my own food and i'm not trying to make anybody else feel funny about what they eat so sometimes yeah. you have to remove yourself from it and they don't they're not trying to make you do that but i mean you know the truth it just don't fit for what you got going on and you got answer us questions sometimes you show up to certain events so sometimes it can be isolated and i will say that's one thing i had to like get used to and realize that it wasn't um it's definitely not about them and it's not about you it's just the choice that you make you know it's just a sacrifice uh, mm -hmm. yeah but luckily places have more vegan and vegetarian options on menu so you can go out a little bit yeah i'm definitely seeing a lot more places like there's a pizza restaurant that i was looking at in like east point and they have a lot of different vegan um recipes so i do think more places are you know kind of changing with the times and offering that because they know that people are they want it and more people are transitioning over into plant-based lifestyle. So I have noticed that as well. But for you, what are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned on your journey of being plant-based? Uh, cooking more. I learned how to cook better. So I always knew how to cook a little bit because I'm my only child. Mom's left me in the house early. I was a latchkey mm -hmm. kid. I was a little bit responsible. So she was like, you're going to be all right. So I learned how to cook, but I cook like a bachelor you know, just like a man, I can make what I need to make. And mm -hmm. it might be a little, I might have a little more range than some other guys, but now I'm way better because I know how to take my time and move in my kitchen because as much time as I had to spend making my own food. So learning how to cook, um, what else did I learn? Learning how to, you know, learning how to be patient with other people's questions about the lifestyle. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't feel like talking about it. Like this is my everyday. And sometimes those questions aren't as innocent as they sound. Sometimes they interrogating you because they kind of poking at you. Mm -hmm. And that's real. I mean, that's, we, we've been kids before. We might've cracked a joke on somebody. It's like that. They just doing it in an adult form. So a little bit, a little bit smarter about it. So learning how to handle that, you know, deal with people in their questions or their judgment. about mm -hmm. it. That's some of the biggest lessons right now. I want to show you this book. So, this is a part of my recertification. It's plant-based sports nutrition, because I know y'all all can't see this. So my biggest lesson for, from this is specifically about nutrition. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get mostly all the nutrients we need just by eating a default plant-based diet. As long as you're eating a colorful plate and you're eating a lot of leafy, green leafy vegetables, mm -hmm. you're pretty much in good shape. But this book is specifically for nutritional counseling, so it's, it's not available everywhere. But mm -hmm. what I'm learning is... It's a lot of math behind it. Like they say, what do they, what do they say about uh, science to everything? Science typically relates to the math and we know exactly what nutrients we need for a man, for a woman, uh, for somebody who is uh, a heavy athlete or for somebody that's living a more leisure lifestyle, eating a plant-based diet. Like you said, we don't have enough information. Sometimes we don't know what nutrients we're lacking. Mm -hmm. So learning about this has been, this has been one of the biggest things. It makes me more equipped to handle customers um, in the store and more specifically when I start taking more clients. But that's a really big deal because I know that some people are just scared that they're not going to get enough of what they think they need. Yes. Uh, and honestly, we don't even know what we need sometimes because all doctors are not required to be nutritionists. So we're not told what we really need. We just know we're supposed to eat some bread, eat some meat, eat some plants, eat some fruit. So mm -hmm. this has been um, a really big lesson. Other than that, I mean, lessons in discipline, you know, I wasn't really tempted to eat anything else once I said I wasn't going to eat meat anymore other than buffalo wings. <laughs> I, 
relax. So yeah, you learn some discipline around some of those types of things. So that's another big lesson, learning how to reframe. And the other book that you said was, what was a thug book? Thug Kitchen. Thug Kitchen. Okay, so Thug Kitchen, Plant-Based Sports Nutrition, Afro-Vegan. I'm going to make sure I put those titles in the notes. And then you said you can get them all from Amazon, right? Maybe not that Plant-Based Sports Nutrition book. Okay. That might okay, so I'll, okay, so y'all going to have to find that on your own. But I'll put all the um, the <laughs> titles in the, in the notes. So last question. This okay. is a very good check-in, very informative. I feel like some people are going to be like, they're going to understand plant-based diets more and not feel like it's unattainable for them. So that's good. I'm going to start looking at some plant-based stuff and see if I want to, you know, make that transition or like you said, at least doing one or two meals a day that are plant-based or whatever I decide. So definitely very informative. How do you plan to continue to use your platform to inform others about the benefits of being healthier and encouraging them to pursue healthier lifestyles in addition to the workshop that you're doing, in addition to Good Part and Company? What else um, do you have coming up? Uh, so it's going to get deep in this next 12 months, man. My, I'm doing the workshops, YouTube, and I'm actually going to do counseling again. So when I started, when I started, before I started Good Part and Company, I went, got certified as a nutritionist, not because you needed to open a juice bar, but because I wanted to have enough information to feel confident to talk people mm -hmm. through this thing. So I know how much, how we are a bit apprehensive about it in my community. And that's who I'd be talking to most. So I had a few clients when I first started out, um, it's like having, it's like being a personal trainer where you have to be a bit more personable. And I'm not, I don't have time to be dealing with people one-on-one -on -one all the time. Well, I don't like it, but now I'm a bit more open to it. So I'm going to start doing that. So I'm going to start taking clients for um, nutritional counseling. And I'm really, really excited about it, especially when I got ammunition, like this sports nutrition book. Mm -hmm. I got another book that's a part of my certification. So that's how I'm going to use more of my like personal time, energy, and that'll become a platform too, because it'll be a website where you can book consultations, and free consultations and meal plans, stuff like that. Um, we're going to start doing the workshops. I won't be the only person hosting the workshop. I'll have okay. maybe people come in and share their experience with uh, plant-based lifestyle, diet, being vegan, or any of those types of things, especially from like uh, a woman's point of view, you know, they may come to the shop, host something. So I'm going mm -hmm. to share my platform with other people so we can kind of combine it and speak to more people and make the audience bigger. I watch a lot of YouTube, probably too much. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to get into the YouTube game and the podcast game. I have a podcast that's mostly nerdy stuff about plant-based things. I tried to make it cool, but that was during the pandemic. I stopped because the shop opened and we got busy. But YouTube for sure, because I want to use YouTube to, for one, it's like a catalog. You can just keep everything that you that you do. You can see the growth there, but you can also reach people and they'll, they can go back and learn some stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that YouTube would really be helpful. So workshops, nutritional counseling, one-on-one -on -one nutritional counseling. I may do group counseling, counseling too, and YouTube. I have no timeline for the actual YouTube. I just mm -hmm. know that it's going to be coming. It's already kind of set up. And we just kind of like outline and I got some friends that's going to help me record and that type of thing. So that's how I'm going to use my platform. And um, that's the forecast for right now. There's some bigger okay. aspirations. I don't want to get too deep into them. But one way I do use my, um, my understanding and insight right now is that on the website, I have a free book on ebook on how to juice at home. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's helpful because if you can't get to good part and company, and, or you juice already, but you just don't, you just want to do better, free ebook on there. And then I have a plant-based grocery list. So I put it together myself and told you my background in design. So I made it look all cool and as, as cool as I can. And that's only $1. So you can get it on the website and that's just another way to share more and more information. So, okay. And try to keep it simple, you know, and digestible for people who are new to the lifestyle. Yeah. Cause people don't like reading a lot of words. I know I don't, even if it's something yeah. I've been doing for a while. So yeah. I'm glad that you, you know, keeping it brief, but giving the information out. And I'm glad that you talked about being a nutritionist because, and again, this is, this is the real last question, but there aren't a lot of, I feel like black nutritionists that are accessible because when I was thinking about nutritionists and people I could reach out to, I didn't know exactly where to look or yeah. who to reach out to. Cause I feel like there aren't a lot of us at least 
um, where it's public knowledge out there. So I'm glad that you talk about that. I'm glad that that is something that you have done and are continuing to pursue because I feel like our communities need people like you. (laughs) Nutritionists. It's a challenge though. It's a challenge, man, because you not only have to have information to give to people, but you have to help them understand and believe that what you're telling them is helpful because Mm -hmm. we come from a background of, I'll say industrialized healing, right? Pharmaceuticals and stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. So people don't necessarily believe that they can heal through just their diet and not necessarily a prescription pill. So that's a lot of work. You know, I got to convince you that it's just as simple as going down the street to the market and not to the Rite Aid or the CVS, so. Yeah, Yeah. but I think just even with all of your, you know, ventures, you are to a great start because I saw you had something recently where you dropped like the the merch and then you had people Mm -hmm. um, in the... Um, in the store, you had young people there. So you're able to start getting the word out to people. And especially with young people, like you're able to start putting those tools in, in them now so that when they are our age, they'll know these things that maybe their parents didn't know or their grandparents didn't know. And they're able right. to use that for themselves and pass that on as well. Yeah, I, I, um, I was talking to somebody not too long ago about it and they asked me, what would I do to um, kind of market towards young people? And I said, I wouldn't. They don't make for good customers for me. They don't have that much disposable income. They can't afford a $9 juice, but they can read. So putting out more information will give get them ahead of the curve. So I just got put mm-hmm. out the info. I don't, ex- I don't need them to be my customers. I just need them to be healthy in the future. Mm-hmm. That's all that yeah. matters. So they can read more. They can go learn. They might can't come spend money with me, but it's cool. I'm still doing my service to the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And then even just being a face, like a person that looks like them, um, yeah. and them being able to see that you're being healthy, you're, you know, working out your, um, eating plant-based, you're eating healthy. I feel like that alone is, um, important as well. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it, I, I think so. Seeing somebody, it's just like when we see rappers in, in big cars and we know it's actually their car, like their fancy mm-hmm. cars, like that. it's, I don't live in Philly, but I know when them kids see Meek Mill, that, that that's changing so many kids lives. They like, yo. I can do, I can touch it. Mm-hmm. I can see me. I know what block he from. And if anybody did have an aspiration to just not get a heart attack and not be, you know, overweight when they get a certain age, people like kids ask me, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm 40 in a couple months. They be like, nah, yo, you can't be. And <laughs> that's a great compliment. I appreciate yeah. that. But they can see it and, and, and say, um, well, damn, I can, you know, at 40, I don't have to look like I'm busting out the game. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, I don't have to look like I'm washing out the game. So mm-hmm. I think that matters being able to see some, a black guy that looks like them still holding on. So, yes, very, very, very important. Well, this was good. Um, so much information. Like I said, I'm going to make sure that on the Activated by Faith page and in the podcast um, notes that we have all of these resources that were shared throughout this episode available so that you can look into them for yourself. Also, going to put um, the Instagram name to Good Part and Co on there so you can check out the page, go use the business, sign up for some workshops that's coming up, everything so that you can um, begin to pursue healthier lifestyles and also just get knowledge about what is out there and what you know could be best for your body. So I'll make sure I'll share all of that information. Um, before you. we close um, the episode, I'm going to do Mike's Motivations. So every episode at the end, just do like a brief quote Bible verse, something um, to kind of send you away, feeling inspired, feeling motivated. So this week's Mike's Motivations is just a quick quote that I came up with in regards to um, the things that we consume and put into our bodies. So the quote is, your diet is not only what you eat, it's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, and the people you hang around. Be careful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So if you decide to go plant-based, cool. If not, cool. Just be mindful of not only what you're eating, but also what you're watching, listening to, and consuming into your body because it does have an effect on your overall wellness. And it can either be positive or negative. So just be um, cautious about the things that you can um, consume. And you can follow me on Instagram at Activated by Faith. Make sure you are um, staying up to date on any updates that we have, any information, any resources, upcoming episodes. Um, Quintel, did you want to share your social media stuff? Uh, 
Instagram, <clears throat> Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is all good part and co one word. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. My personal Instagram is IQUELL, I-Q-U-E-L-L. And yeah, that's it. I will be there. I'm on Instagram more than anything else. So find me yes. there. So make sure y'all follow him. It's Black Business Month. August is Black Business Month. So follow him, support his business, repost, share, all of that stuff. And we are going to see you on our next episode. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. separate whoever's going trying to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit